Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Morning Woods. I'm Miles Tridel, writer, producer, and narrator of this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. Mommy, how are you, Dwarf Ames? my son asked. He was sitting, as he often did, at the dining room table while I made lunch for the two of us. How do you draw what? Fames? I asked in return. No, fames, Mommy, fames, like Fio. Ah, I finally registered what he was saying. Fio was his toddler's adaptation of fire. Flames, honey, it's pronounced flames, with an L, la, la. The boy nodded eagerly and started repeating what sounded more like fames again and again. I smiled. We don't aim for perfection, just to keep getting closer to the goal. But mommy, how do you draw them? He repeated his earlier question. I set down the butter knife and rinsed my hands. Honestly, I had no idea how to draw flames either. I was going to do what I was best at though. Improvise. I pulled out the chair next to my son's and sat with him. His drawing was crude, but the subject caught me off guard. He had drawn what appeared to be an old-fashioned carriage, top hat-wearing driver and all. A stick-figured horse was harnessed to the black car. He had given it big red eyes that gave the animal a real sleepy hollow vibe. I was impressed. My son must have seen an image of an old carriage in a show or a book and remembered the details. This is really good, Andrew, I praised him. Where did you see one of these? He looked at me like I had just asked him what color the sky was. It's a low feeling, receiving a condescending look from a young child. It's the wheel box outside, mommy. Wheel box? I clarified. He nodded and picked up an orange crayon. I used this for fames. Against my better judgment, I went to the front window. I peeked down the street in both directions, but didn't see any horse-drawn carriages waiting anywhere. I never had. That would definitely be something I'd have remembered. Looks like the wheel box is gone, kiddo. I said in an attempt to get him talking about what he'd seen. He just shrugged indifferently. Maybe it took a sleepy person away. A sleepy person? I, again, asked just to be sure. An exasperated sigh was the response I received. Yes, mommy, a sleepy person in a box. My hands felt cold as I processed everything my son was telling me. When I bought the house for us, 
the realtor gave me the rundown on its history. It was built sometime in the mid-19th century to serve as a halfway home or something like that. Around the turn of the century, it was sold to a mortician who converted it into a funeral home. Creepy as that sounded, I've never been a superstitious person or someone who believes in the paranormal. But what my son was describing to me now, sleepy people in boxes, a black carriage driven by a formerly dressed man, well, to call it a coincidence seemed foolhardy. How often do you see the wheel box? I asked him while trying to disguise the worry in my voice. He gave me that look again, the one that made me feel two inches tall. You funny, mommy. It's there all the time. My heart sank and I walked back to the table. How long had my son been watching ghosts load coffins into a hearse? Why had he never said anything about it? Was there a chance it really was some wild coincidence? When I sat down next to him, any hope of a reasonable explanation escaped me. Around the horse, which I now realized was no stick figure but rather a skeleton, my little Andrew had drawn his flames. They were surrounding the animal's feet and shooting from its nose and mouth. Humming ring around the rosy, my little boy added a few final touches to the fire. He set down his crayon and looked up suddenly. See, mommy, it's back. I returned to the window, seeing nothing but believing wholeheartedly my poor, innocent little boy did. If you'd like more from The Warning Woods, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Patrons get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive downloads, and more. Do you think the music from this episode would fit a project you're working on? Patrons can download the music from each episode, license-free, for personal or professional use. Visit patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Thank you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.